Being present or living mindfully, whatever you want to call it, simply means you are focused and engaged in the here and now, not distracted or mentally absent. That comes from healthline.com. And we know, we know, we know, we know, we know. Being present is super important, not only for our mental health, but also for our relationships. But come on, y'all. Can we make being present a little more practical? Welcome to another episode of Happy Brain. My name is Heather Parody, and thank you for joining us as we explore the fun side to mental health by digging into the simple hacks and fun tips to make your mental health journey more enjoyable and your brain a little happier. Hey y'all, what's going on? My name is Heather Parody. I am so grateful that you are here. Today we're going to be talking about some very practical tips on how to build your relationships through being present. But it's going to be practical present tips, okay? You're not going to be standing out in the field deep breathing with your incense saying, I am present. These are day-to-day practical tips that we're going to be hearing from the kid coach herself, Yonina Lermer, the kid coach. But before we get started there, if you're looking for some relationships in your life, have you found our Discord community? No, we're not like a hookup place. It sounded really bad. But we do have some cool friendships going on. An incredible community of people talking about mental health and leveling up in their lives. That is linked in the show notes. We'd love for you to be a part of that. Now, who is Yonina Larmer? Well, I said she's the kid coach. What is a kid coach? Listen, she's a teacher mentor and provides parent coaching. And she's kind of like the bridge between teachers and parents in schools to help advocate for children. She helps the grownups communicate better with their kids. So you want to talk about having to learn how to be a master communicator, relationship builder. It's this woman right here. And when we connected, she said, yeah, I know being present is really important for building relationships in your personal life and in work. But what does that look like practically? Well, I think that being present is a very abstract concept. As someone who has sat through many professional development workshops that are really boring, (laughs) there's a lot of like abstract concepts that were taught about how to be in the classroom. And then most of the people walk out of the room and they're like, that was great. I'm going to continue with my life and probably never think about that again, because there was no, here's what you can do tomorrow. Here's some accountability. Here's how we can follow through. This idea of being present, everyone now all over social media is like, yes, it's beautiful. Now I appreciate my family. But really, there are people, I don't know, at least like me, who are like, but how do I keep that going in a way that's like, I'm not always standing in front of a sunset, you know, and I'm like, wow, I'm being present. It doesn't, it doesn't always happen. And what I've learned from, from really my job and what I do is that being present takes work. You have to know how to do it and you have to work at it so that you can be present in your life. It's not fleeting moments. It's not just reading a book. It's not just being in a sunset or playing a board game. Those are very nice. But how do we do it practically? What are some things that we can work on so we can be present? Being present takes work. But today we're talking about not just presence in general, but presence specifically in relationships. 
most of the time when we're being present, we're, we're pretty much surrounded by friends and family most of the time. And being present means appreciating and valuing what we have. The way that we can really value and appreciate these people around us is by building relationships with them. And we are very busy. We are constantly running. And the people who we are closest to are the ones that we really spend the least amount of time working on our relationships with. And my life as a teacher, either with the students in my classroom, my success is based off of the relationships that I build with my students. The, you know, coaching and mentoring that I do in my school with the teachers is teaching them how to build relationships. And I have to build a relationship with those teachers so that they trust me. The parents that call me and say, hey, this is how I'm having trouble with my child at home. So a lot of what I do is about building relationships. And I have found that when we work on these building these daily habits of connection, then our relationships flourish. And then we find ourselves becoming more present because we, we're we noticing things we never noticed before because we're putting more effort into these relationships. Daily habits of connection. Let's go. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. But what do we need to do? Tip number one, let people in your life teach you about their interests. Oh, okay, it's boy. very nice when people tell you like, oh, I love to bake. Okay, if this is someone who you really want to make a relationship with, okay, let's go. Let's do it. Teach me. Tell me about how you bake. Teach me how to do it. Find out what your people in your life are experts in and have them teach it to you. And that Mm -hmm. goes with my next tip for you is that remember it. Remember Mm -hmm. these things. So whether they teach it to you or don't teach it to you, the next time you're with that person and you say, oh, remember last week when you were so excited about that package that was coming, you know, with the new baking stuff inside. So all of a sudden that person hears, she remembered what I told her. She's asking me about it a week later, she remembers how excited that I was about it. This makes me feel like this is somebody in my life who who really wants to be here and who wants to know more about, you know, what I'm doing, right? So right away, I feel more comfortable with you and I'm excited to share with you. And that brings me to the next thing, sharing. Mm. Share about your own life. It's funny because on one hand, I feel like people are so busy with themselves, right? But on the other hand, we're also so busy like with everyone else that do we give over of ourselves to other people? Yeah. You know, maybe maybe I I, I, I tell you that I'm uh, doing errands or do I stop and I say, I am so overwhelmed right now. You don't need to solve this, but you know what? I just, I just want to share with you. Or maybe sharing is like I, when I was 14 years old, I also had this baking set. Let me tell you about it. And then, you know, I can believe it on Thanksgiving, the whole thing fell in the toilet when I was trying to wash it. The more that we share about our life in any way, whether it's emotions or funny stories, it makes us real. It makes us, again, sound like we we heard, we listened, and we're connecting our experiences to each other. Teach me about your interests and remember it. Listen, y'all, everybody is an expert at something, and it's important that we show everyone around us that they have value. Share about your life, too. Show some vulnerability. Are you guys ready for more? This is a big one. When you mess up, apologize. Own up to it. Oh, boy. Right? Which is very hard to do sometimes because you don't want to, like, you know, right? But sometimes when you just boldly come out and say, oh, I was wrong. I, 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 I was wrong. That was a mistake. You were right. I apologize. 
really so clearly, just like, not like, oh, I didn't realize. Because, blah, blah. Right. I made a mistake. And uh, that that really, uh, I really messed that one up. And what that does is it builds trust mm. with the people around us because it's like, oh, she's she is not afraid or he, whatever, is not afraid to uh, to really tell me that they made a mistake. This is somebody who I can trust because they'll be there, you know, in the good times, the bad times, and they'll be willing to take it off. That's good. This is another big one also. So research shows that five positive interactions are needed for each negative interaction. This is something I learned a long time ago as a teacher, um, and I say it all the time. So anyone who hangs out with me has heard me say it before, is our relationships are bank accounts, right? And so every time we have an interaction, we have to keep track. Am I depositing into the bank account or am I removing? And obviously anyone who wants money knows that you can't keep taking Mm -hmm. out because there's nothing in there at some Mm -hmm. point. Mm -hmm. And um, we mostly, like I said, with the people that we're closest with, we don't pay attention to those interactions as closely. And when we do, and we say, well, I've had like six negative interactions this, you know, in the past three days, Okay, I got to find a positive interaction here, right? What what can I do to put back into the bank account? I know we're gonna have it's gonna like with a parent and a child and teachers or a friend like we're gonna have fights. It's gonna, there's gonna be a negative, but I have to make sure that I that I put in. That's good. So pay attention to your interactions so that your bank account is balanced. We can create positive experience, and remember, all of this helps us with presence. Absolutely. Right. Because what's going to happen in our relationships when this example, right? Oh, okay. um, Wait, I have been having a lot of negative direction. I need some more positive. What am I doing? I'm being Mm -hmm. present. Right. Mm -hmm. Because without that, I'm just kind of like, you know, going through life. I'm, I I, I don't know, maybe this person I've yelled at them 16 times. We had a fight. We haven't smiled. We haven't, you know, talked to each other. We're not being present. Being present is being aware. Whoa. I'm only having negative interactions with this person. Right. We go back. When you apologize, you're being present. You're saying, I made a mistake. Yeah. I am stopping and I am owning up to this. When we share about our own life, we are stopping to say, Hey, what you said reminds me about this time in my life. Mm Present. Exactly. But what being present means that we are understanding what's happening around us and we're not missing the messages. There's Excellent. so many messages that we're, that we're getting each and every day and we miss a lot of them. And sometimes, sadly, the only times we realize that we had those messages are later when either it's taken away from you or there's a painful experience. And then we have to go back and like find those messages. Let's find yeah. them now. Research also shows that <laughs> you're like this one. I feel like we need four hugs for survival. We need eight for maintenance. And we need 12 for growth. Now, how they tested this, I have no clue. All right, quick pause here. This is a quote from Healthline.com just to reference this study that she's talking about. It says, family therapist Virginia Satir once said, quote, we need four hugs a day for survival. We need eight hugs a day for maintenance. And we need 12 hugs a day for growth. While that may sound like a lot of hugs, it seems that many hugs are better than not enough. In this article linked in the show notes, there's a lot more information and details about studies on physical touch. You know, this is the kind of thing that we need for survival. We need four hugs for survival. No, if you give me four hugs this year, that's probably not enough. But right, the idea is these daily habits of connection. I'm a hugger. 
Yeah. The more we hug, the better. That's basically it. Like I said, I saw this research. I'm like, I don't really know how they like tested this, but you know, um, again, the idea is just that there needs to be this connection. This is a physical connection. Sharing about my life is not a physical connection, right? Yeah. So this yeah. is a physical connection. Keep that in mind. When you're going through your bank account, you stop, you say, did I hug my child today? Did I hug my friend? Did I hug my, you know, okay. If the person doesn't want hugs, don't give them a hug, do something else. Right. You know, how right. else can you build in a daily habit of connection? You can look if it's, if it's, if it's a child or a relative, how often do you look them in the face? Literally stop what you're doing and say, I love you. Right. So whatever it is, whatever that daily habit of connection is with kids, I like to tell people, give them a high five before they go to bed. That's it. You know, like, Hey, good night, because it makes you stop, stop, yeah. stop and say, we're about to go to bed right now. We're about to end our day. I don't think we had a moment to look at each other. Mm. High five, have a good mm. night. If it's a friend, someone who you're looking to build a relationship with before you go to bed every night, I'm going to tell you a stupid joke. I'm going to send you a really dumb meme. That's going to be my thing. That's how I'm going to make sure that you heard from me today. Because otherwise, I might get caught up. If I forget, you send me that stupid meme. And we'll laugh and we'll move on. That's it. You don't even need to have a conversation. So the more we hug, the better. The point is connection, my friends. Not everybody likes hugs, but people do want to feel seen. They want to feel loved. Now we have one more. You ready? Ask their opinion, even if you don't really need it. <laughs> but, um, and this is one that gets parents a lot. When I say this to them, they're like, oh yeah, I like that too. And I, I say to parents, if you say to your child, what should we make for dinner? Hmm. Or do you like this shirt? Does it look okay? Mm -hmm. What you're showing that person is that you value what they have to say. Yeah. And all of a sudden, and the parents are like, oh yeah, I like when people ask my opinion. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know you do. That's right. <laughs> right. When we ask our friends, our relatives, our children, our mothers, our fathers, our spouses, their opinion, it's a quick way. Even if it's just, you like this shirt? Does it look okay? Does it look okay? Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. you move on and you go to work, stopped, and you show the person that you value their opinion. I love that one. Mm -hmm. And here's my last one for you, my favorite one. And that is these three words, which I've, I've also, I say this all the time. Um, tell me more. Tell me more. Whatever it is, person's talking to you. That, that sounds, that sounds fascinating or that sounds really horrible. Tell me more. What you'll find is that someone will tell you something like, oh, you don't even want to know what happened to me today. It was ridiculous. And mm -hmm. the conversation could end there and you'll be like, I'm so, oh, I'm so, I'm so sorry. Me too. I also had a bad day. Yeah. If you say, tell me more, then all of a sudden, again, you feel valued and you learn things more that maybe you wouldn't have before. And you make that person feel like they were really heard. Connect with the Kid Coach over on Instagram at Kid Coach. And that's with two Ks linked up in the show notes. But before we go, anything else? Being present is really just something that's so abstract. And we need to be a little bit more like concrete about how we can go about doing that. And I promise you that if you follow at least some of these things, I really do. I promise you that you will find a difference. You will find yourself noticing your relationships. You will find yourself learning more about the people in your life than maybe you didn't know before. And you'll find yourself slowing down and stopping where you may not have done that in the past. Learning more about the people in your life, things you didn't even know before. Now, listen, y'all, if there is a topic that you would like to see covered on a future episode of Happy Brain, make sure you connect with us over on Instagram at happybrainfm. M. And listen, whether it is getting inspired with an artist's date, relieving anxiety by standing next to a horse, or building some practical presence to build your relationships, 
We just hope you take a moment for yourself today, my friends, and keep that brain of yours happy. Thank you for listening to another episode of Happy Brain. If you enjoyed this, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have an extra second, leave us an honest review over on iTunes or your Apple podcasting app. And until next time, my friends, keep that brain of yours happy. Happy.